Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living, the program that brings you practical and inspiring principles for living more authentic, engaging, and passionate lives. Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to Patricia Raskin Positive Living. And uh, if you're on the West Coast, you're hearing this in the morning, and if you're on the East Coast, you're hearing this in the afternoon. Uh, today, we are talking about a very interesting way to look at our personality, and it's called an Enneagram. And the name of the book is The Complete Idiot's Guide to the Power of Enneagram. And my guest is Herb Pierce, who's been an expert and certified teacher in the Enneagram for over 16 years. He's taught thousands of Enneagram workshops in companies, colleges, educational and conference centers, churches, schools, and yoga centers. And he teaches an ongoing couples communication weekend as well. And his website is HerbPierce.com, H-E-R-B. P-E-A-R-C-E dot com. Welcome, Herb. I should update my website. I've been teaching it 23 years. <laughs> oh, well, I guess you... No, that was on your book. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah, the book's yeah. been... I wrote it a it's while been back. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, okay. Now, my question is, did I pronounce that correctly? Enneagram? Yes, the Enneagram, correct. Okay. So, I think the first thing I want to ask you is, what is an Enneagram? What is it? Well, Enneagram actually means nine types in Greek. I mean, that, that, that wording. Basically, it's nine personality styles, each that is unique enough that's quite different one from the other. And it's less about behavior and more about motivation, like why you do what you do. Okay, so there are nine types. Can you explain right. them? Yeah, let me briefly describe them. One is the perfectionist, type one. They tend to want to correct everything. They see what's wrong and they try to improve it. So there's often a, a, a frustration they feel because life's not quite good enough. Two's the helper. By the way, we do all nine of these things. It's just that each type overdoes the thing that they do. The helper helps you whether you need help or not. So they're looking to help people as a way to, to gain some love themselves. Not that they can't be quite generous in themselves, too, just as the perfectionist is looking uh, to um, perfect things to feel like they're an okay person if they can do that. The three is the achiever. They like to compete and win. The United States is a very three-ish culture. Bill Clinton's the three, our current president's the three, as well as Mitt Romney, in my opinion. And what's Type, the three again? The, uh, the three is... achiever. Mm-hmm. Or you could say the overachiever. Because okay. each type overdoes these things. The four is the depth seeker. This is a person who typically is very emotional. They're always searching and seeking for something more meaningful, deeper, special, typically very emotional kind of person. The five is the knowledge seeker. They're very focused on learning, and they, they operate through the mind. They often, uh, say college professors often might be, might be fives. Albert Einstein might, it would be an example. Six is a question, or a little similar to the five, but their focus is more on loyalty and security and predicting what's, what could go wrong and being ready for it. So their motto is be prepared. Mm-hmm. The seven is the optimist, basically someone who's positive to a fault. They love to play and have a good time, but they mm-hmm. don't like to deal with problems. Mm-hmm. All right. The, the eighth, the boss, basically someone who takes charge, and they, they tend to take over, though. They get things done. 
but they they can steamroller uh, over people. And the nine's the peacemaker, basically someone who tends to go along to get along. They they mm. often don't have a strong opinion themselves. Now, Herb, are we all are we many different types, or are we predominantly one? Predominantly one, though. I I I work a lot with what what I call your sequence, your top three types. At mm. times, we'll use all nine strategies, and hopefully, you do. But usually there's one that's so automatic it never requires any effort to be that way. It's yeah. the way you think, really. And I, you know, I look this over, and um, mine, I really believe, is the six. Right. Um, but it's interesting because I did, and we talked about this when you and I had talked, I did interview Dave Daniels, David Daniels, who right. wrote The Essential Enneagram. And, of course, it's the same. His, mm-hmm. his type six um, is a little different in wording. His type six says the loyal skeptic, <laughs> where your type six has a different wording, the uh, guardian questioner. Right, you know, different, different, different features. Yeah, well, thank you, good. <laughs> Each type is very complex, and it's very hard to give one or two words that really, really fit it. I think the core of the type is this constant questioning about how things could, how you could learn more, know more. But it's more for the sake of security and predicting things so that you're, you know, you have options to, to choose better. Yeah. So how can someone use this practically? I mean, if someone, can they use it to, to have a better relationship with someone, to understand themselves better? Both for sure. The one, the, what I specialize in more is relationship dynamics. It's an, it's an amazing way to understand people quickly mm-hmm. and understand their thinking process, what's important to them, much more important than what would be for you. Things that might not bother you at all would bother someone else terribly. Yeah. And if you don't know their type and how to address their concerns and their interests, then, then it's too bad. I work a lot with couples on and families too on ways to understand and bridge differences. And for instance, as a six, I would I would encourage you to ask questions. If you ask me questions, I'll do my best to answer them because I know okay. that's particularly important to you. Right. And it, and you, I would imagine. I mean, I'm just guessing from looking at the types that someone who is a seven may be too frivolous for someone who's a six. Correct. Someone that's, who just wants fun. That's true. That can be a difficult combination, though. There's a concept called wings. A wing is an adjacent, numerically adjacent number to your core type. So if a seven has a little bit of mix of six, a seven with a six wing and a six has a seven wing, that actually could be a good fit. But a, a seven with an eight wing and a six with a five wing could probably be very difficult. So let, let's talk about a little bit about each of those and how, you know, if listeners are listening, and I'm going to give the number, you can call in if you like. It's 866-472-5788. And you can just call in and ask questions about what type you are. But can you tell by someone just describing themselves to you what type yes, they I mean, are? I've been doing it for 20-some years. But generally I can most, I'd say half people I can look at, if I hear their voice, I can tell. And particularly if I can look at them, but if I, even if I hear their voice, I often can tell. Really? There's a speech pattern and a, 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 a even body types and, uh, the, the voice pattern itself, the strength of how they talk. 
that, you know, over the years I've accumulated that awareness. So here's what I think would be fun to do, if you'd like to do this, would be to take each type and then tell us what's a real strength, but what's something they need to watch out for. Excellent. Let me do that. Let me start with type one. The perfectionist strength is that they have great honesty and integrity. They do a job really, really well. The negative can be they can be so nitpicky and perfectionistic that can be really difficult to kind of just let things be. They can be critical. The two is really giving. They're very generous. They love to give, but they, they can kind of get in your face to give and intrude on you and not, not see the difference. The, the three is very, very successful, very productive. They get things done, but they don't know how to relax. They're always, you know, mm. working to make things happen. The, the four, the romantic, very, uh, in-depth focus. They're always longing for something. So on one hand, they're, they, they have a beautiful sense of aesthetic. And at the same time, they can get caught in longing and never just, just have things the way they are. The um, mm. five is the so knowledge. almost almost a, a little too unrealistic. They can be very unrealistic. Yeah, kind of into fantasy of like, particularly around ideal relationships. They're always longing for what they imagine instead of dealing with what's here. Yeah, sometimes that would a love addict might fit into that category. Oh, very much so. Yeah, matter of fact, that type would be a little more inclined toward you know love and and romance addiction. The um, mm. The five is a knowledge seeker. This is someone who's brilliant. They know a lot. They're always studying and learning. At the same time, they're, they typically are, are fairly private and uh, often unemotional. You don't know what's going on inside. The, the that's six the is, five. Pardon? Which is the observer. That's the five. That's the five. Yeah, that's the yeah. five. And the six is someone who... Um, you know, they're, they're very supportive of other people's security. You know, any of their friends they're going to be very protective of. And then the negative could be they just, they are, are worried a lot because they're, they're always looking at what might go wrong. Yeah. And you know, it's very interesting. I shouldn't admit this on the air, but I will. You know, my work is all about positive living. I mean, that's what I've been doing for right. 30 years. And, and I, and I purposely do this work to, counteract that thinking is naturally my thinking. My yeah. thinking is not naturally always up now. I always look at where the opportunity is. I can yeah. always turn it around. But yeah. my, my first little indication is, uh-oh, and then I have to go stop. Let's look at where the opportunity is. Yep. Yeah. No, that's a, you know, that's a good way to do it. I mean, many people will do jobs, professions, etc. that reflect the balancing act. But they need. What they, they need, need. Yeah. and the six needs yeah. to stay positive and focus on what's good. Yeah, yeah, and and yet you're right. I think there are other. Now, if I look at the other ones, I probably have some of the three in me, which is the yes. striver. I have some of the four, which is the romantic. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's okay. a lot of these seem in a lot of ways seems my peacemaker. Mm-hmm. How do you? And, and I want to continue because we haven't finished, but how do you figure out her, um, what you are in terms of not just one type but two or three? How do you figure well, that out? Well, one thing you can do is just ask your friends, ask people that are close to you, like what, how, what they see in you. So that's one mm-hmm. thing. But 
your, your core type is what you automatically think, and, and it's yep. just how you are with no effort at all. Mm-hmm. And your second one is the one that just right behind that is the one you, you use a lot too, but not as much as your second, and then likewise the third. It's the ones that people mostly see you as. At different points, you might be your second or third type, you know, quite a bit, but never as much as your first one. And sometimes people will hide their first type, their dominant, because, it, you know, because it's difficult. Yeah. <laughs> it's difficult to be that type because it's so automatic. Yeah, very interesting. So, for instance, like so, you were saying, so now you we, use seven a lot. It's good. I I think, um, what is seven again, Herb? The opposite. Oh. Yep, I use that a lot, and uh, I do have a romantic part to me, and definitely there is the there is the striver. Right, there's no right. quite, and there's the giver. When I first did this a while ago, I really thought I was the giver, yep. which I believe is number two. Correct. Number two, but um, because that's a very strong component, but it seems as though the other one fits better. Yeah, and I think it's more accurate. I mean, sixes sometimes are seen as twos because generally they're very giving, very relationship-oriented. Mm. But it's a little more focused toward a protecting kind of giving. Yes, yes. Whereas the twos will give anything more because they also need a little charge of, like, oh, I'm special. Right. Yeah, well, there's part of that in there, but not as much as the other. Sure. But let's, let's we, we, we went up to six. Let's go to seven. Let's go to so seven. So what's the strength seven. of seven and the weakness? Yeah, the seven is just fun and excited and positive and, you know, all the time. The weakness is that they're always that way, and so they don't like to deal with pain or problems. Mm-hmm. So if you if you have pain or problems, it's not the type you want to talk to a lot. Let, yes. They'll cheer you up, though, quickly, if that's what you need. Mm-hmm. And the eight? The eight takes charge. They'll get things done for sure, but they often can, um, uh, you know, um, step, they might step on your back along the way if you don't fit into what they want. I mean, they're fast and they're fast and decisive. So if you're insecure and ambivalent, you might be left behind. And they can be critical, I'm sure. They can be critical. It's, yeah, it's particularly kind of from an insensitive place of like if you're if you're kind of weak or see they can be protective sometimes if you're weak. But if they if they feel like you're not going to step up to the plate, you know they'll they'll just leave you behind. Mm. And number nine. Nine is is inc- very accepting. It's the most tolerant of all the nine types. They they tend to go along with everybody, but that's actually their weakness too. They they often don't uh, f- focus on their own separate position. And you which know, type not are you? Strong-willed. Which type are you? I'm a nine. I'm a nine with an eight wing. So because I've used this system for so many years, I'm a lot more assertive than a typical nine. And I have my eight wing which is not necessarily my second type, but it's I kind of live on a daily level with a little eight mixed in with my nine, so well, I can be... What you know, does a wing mean? It means like it's a little part of you? It's a little part of you that that is the way you are all the time. So a nine-eight is more more assertive than a nine-one. A nine-eight is more extroverted and a little has a little bit of the boldness of the eight, not nearly as much as an eight, whereas a nine-one has a little more of the perfectionistic quality of the mm-hmm. of the one, but they're introverted. Matter of fact, every type, every wing, one wing is introverted and one's extroverted. Mm-hmm. So interesting. So this enneagram, as you write, and I'm reading what you wrote, 
Looking for answers to life's basic questions. Who am I? How can I relate to others life, another one's life's journey? Uh, and the ancient body of knowledge, the Enneagram, has been rediscovered, growing rapidly in popularity since the 1970s. It's a guide and a teacher. It describes nine personality types, each of which comes from a filter that enhances and limits life choices. And you learn how it can benefit you and what you might want to do to change. So, Herb, how do you work with this with your clients? Do you do workshops, lectures, individual sessions? How do you do? How do you work with your your yeah, clients? I, I do all of the above. I, I I'm a therapist, so I work uh, quite a bit, particularly with couples or individuals who are in relate relationships they're dealing with. And I I always type people who who come, and I, you know, I get their permission, but they always want that because it speeds everything up. And then I mm. talk about how these two types. Uh, tend to relate to each other. Of course, I go into subtypes, in which I won't go so much into now. But this, there are actually hundreds of Enneagram types, so it's a great system to understand um, the very, very unique way each person tends to operate. Do any types not get along? I mean, like, would you ever say, well, a nine and a one shouldn't get together, or can they all figure out ways to communicate with each other? They can all figure out ways. I'll give you a few examples of ones that are probably more of a challenge, like a three and a six can be difficult because, because? three is a very image-oriented type, and they'll they'll take shortcuts to impress people, whereas sixes, for instance, as you know, don't they don't want someone to impress them. They want someone to be honest. All right, so n- number three is the perfectionist. The, number and three that, is the achiever. The achiever. Right, all and right. A six, the questioner. That, that would be a challenge because... Sixes want to do research before they make a decision, and threes often like to decide fairly quickly and then figure out, you know, That's very later. true. That's very true for me as a six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, de- I will, and, and I'm a planner. Yeah. I mean, oh, if, yeah. if, if I'm going to go somewhere, I won't, I, I'm not a joyride person or someone yeah. who would just, if someone said, oh, I'm going to surprise you and we're just going to go somewhere, that would make me nervous, Herb. Absolutely, whereas a seven would probably love that. <laughs> so let, let's let's talk about how we still have some time left. How yeah. can we communicate well to each type? So let's well, start. With oh, the yeah, first okay, one. so I could I could go down each type and say uh, exactly go if ahead. you do this, it'll work. It'll okay, work fine. Okay, go ahead. So one thing, let me just say a few principles. One, you have to understand the type, and you have to accept them. They're not going to change. So don't try to get someone to be like you. It's it's a waste of time. So with a one, you want to be honest, and you want well, to let's say um, what the one is. The one is yeah, one's a perfectionist. So basically, okay. you want to think about what you're going to say, and if if something involves principles or morals, you know, try to you know live up to to standards and 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 such, and do the best you can, you know, uh, okay. because they're perfectionists. And if you if you make a mistake, admit it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And just say, if you have different values, say, well, I know you have these values, but these are my values because this is a very values-driven type. So try to just okay. be more like a perfectionist, you know? All right. And, of course, number thank two. you for their hard work. Number two is the giver. Number two is the giver. You want to, one, appreciate them for their giving. And, um, you know, to be honest, if you put out some hints of things you want, they'll give it to you. <laughs> So there's a way you can kind of utilize the type in a good way. You want to be positive and upbeat. This type is like that. And 
you also want to tune into their needs. They're not going to tell you what their needs are, so you have to you have to pay attention non-verbally to what they need and just give it to them. Don't ask. Okay. That's how they operate. They give without you asking, so you do the same. All right. Number three. So number three, you you um, want to get to the and point. And that that's the striver and the striver and or the achiever. This is a person who's, you know, they want to accomplish things. They want to they the bottom line results, and so one. Don't worry about how you get there. Just get there. And they talk to them in bullets. Don't give a lot of theory. This is a type that, uh, you know, just like the bullet points. Mm-hmm. Just get right All to right. the point. And what do you All want right. to do? And what's your goal? Yep. Let's do number four, the romantic. The romantic. Should we whisper, well, you need should to... we whisper sweet love things in their ear? Absolutely. Oh, my God, of course. And you want to be emotional. You want to be expressive. It's like, oh, you're, this was... You affected me in this this way. It was so special. You're amazing. I mean, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. So you want to intensify anything you're saying. You can you can say it deeply. You can cry. You can laugh. I mean, this type loves passion. So this is a type you don't want to flatline. You want to be very expressive, very uh, emotional, very dramatic. If if you know, and being authentic too. But that's not manipulating. No, that's not. I'm just no. I mean, they're. It's not really you're speaking to they're just you're speaking their language is what you're speaking saying their language bring out that part of you with every type bring out the core part of you, Got with it. you with a which form. is great all right yeah. number five is the observer this is a knowledge type you know this type loves to have great intellectual conversations and so like if they're interested in a topic research it uh, so you can have great discussions about that topic okay get mm-hmm. to the point though again it's not so much for goals it's just like they hate small talk and they they hate extraneous information. Don't repeat with this type. Don't repeat. <laughs> All right, number six. That's the one that number I am. Six. That's the questioner. Yeah, give them information. They they want to know as much as possible. They want to yep. know what you might do. They yep. want to know how you're thinking. True. It's true. You know, they want to know as much. So don't wait till the conclusion. Let yep. them know the process yep. that's occurring as you're as you're thinking. And you know, you know what's behind that for me as a six, I'll be, it's very interesting. What's behind what you just said is feeling safe. Because um, you're not surprising me, Herb. You are telling yeah. me I know what I'm dealing with. And maybe sixes have an issue around safety, do they? Oh, big time. That's the core of the type. I see. Safety, security, danger, predictability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, number seven. Number seven, you want to have a fun time with. This type is like, you know, just a kid who's playing. I mean, you want to yuck it up, tell stories, laugh, joke, have a good time, do a lot of new and different and interesting things. They just love to have a good time. All right, number eight. And don't, with a seven, too, don't bring up, don't bring up, don't be negative or complain. With an eight, you want to be direct. You want to get right to the point. You want to say what you think. Don't beat around the bush. And if, and if you're going to say something, do it. You know, no, I have some no friends who are eights, and I find they're difficult. They're not but easy people. It, it depends on their maturity. You know, some eights are just, it's got to be my way or the highway. Right. But some eights can be very supportive, and they can be they can really inspire people to be mm. leaderful themselves. Okay. All yep. right. Number nine, that's you. That's me. I'll tell you, you know, you can say and anything. And number nine is the is the peacemaker. peacemaker. 
You can okay. say anything to me or any nine as long as you have a peaceful tone of voice. That's the whole thing. Interesting. The tone is so These important. are nice people who, who just really are very genuine. And if you just slow down your language a little bit and be really nice, but if you if you push and criticize it, oh, my God, they'll get stubborn on you okay. and withdraw and it's resist you. All right, Herb, closing thoughts. What would you like our listeners to get? You, just your major message in really dealing with the Enneagram, the power of the Enneagram. Right. I would say the Enneagram, in my opinion, I teach other systems too, like the Myers-Briggs. The, My, the Enneagram is the best map I've ever discovered to understand people, how mm. people think, and how to enter their world, how to how to respect the way, how to respect their strengths. And uh, the main thing to realize too is that you know each strength has certain kind of limitations and difficulties that 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 they have. You know, the sixes sometimes can have a hard time trusting the nines, like me. Don't always aren't always that assertive. You need to accept people for the way they are, and um, you know, communicate to their world. That's that's the, the the main thing, and use this as a map to develop all nine parts of you. Mm-hmm. Very I am. Um, I people... type seven, okay. seven and eight are two two types that I am always working toward being like really positive, like the seven, and more direct, like an eight. Yes. How can people find you? They can they can uh, go to my website herbpierce.com that's h e r b p e a r c e dot com they can call me seven eight one six four eight three seven three seven those are um, um, you know two of the uh, basic ways my email's herb at herbpierce.com. dot com right and, and I welcome any you. questions. All right, and they can do a reading with you on the phone then as they well. Can you do, do a phone reading sessions. With, on the phone. I can type them. I can, you know, you can talk about relationships. I'm pretty, pretty psychic. Separate from, from the Enneagram, I've got three books out, and you can get those That's all great. from me. That's great. Well, yeah. it's really been a, it's been a pleasure to have you on, really. And yeah, and I'm hoping you. that you folks, if you listen to the podcast, really do look up Herb. Give your number again and your website again, please. Yeah, seven eight one. Six four eight three seven three seven, and my website is my name Herb Pierce H E R B P E A R C E dot com. All right, thanks so much, Herb, for being on the program. Really You're appreciate welcome. it. Okay. Yeah, really. Thank you. Stay on, stay on the line. Okay. All right, folks. Um, this ends uh, today's Patricia Raskin Positive Living. You can write to me, Patricia at patriciaraskin dot com. Remember, stay healthy. Stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin, right here on Patricia Raskin Positive Living on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. Have a great week.